Welcome to Peak Mind. I'm your host, Michael Trainer, and I am pumped for today's episode. As many of you listening will know, I am amidst a 30-day challenge for myself and for you, the listeners, inviting you to join me in committing to creative output every day for 30 days. I uh, listened to some incredible research that demonstrated that quality is produced through repetition, through quantity. And I think like many of, of, of you, I have at times uh, been encumbered by my own overthinking. And I think there's something really beautiful to committing out loud to a process and then stepping into seeing where it will take you. And that's what I am in the midst of. I am in the midst of a creative undertaking, one that is already yielding incredible results. And I encourage you to join me. You can find me at Michael Trainer on social. Happy to uh, have you join in. It's totally free. And I'm happy to help you in your journey uh, through accountability. Today, I want to further the conversation that I started yesterday about lessons from launching Global Citizen Festival. And as some of you may know, uh, I, this is about a decade ago now, uh, had a vision. I was working together with two uh, other gentlemen. We had a very small team, very little in the way of resources, but I had a vision. And I think one of the, the things that I want to share with you guys is the more that we can allow ourselves to be vessels. In other words, the more that we can allow the muse, as, as uh, Stephen Pressfield calls it, to move through us, that creative inspiration, and the more that we're, we're a vessel, the more that we are unattached with our ego, but actually in that sort of divine place of inspiration, the better. And for me, the six-point plan of which the Global Citizen Festival was the culmination, came to me in walks in nature where I was allowing myself to receive and to be a vessel. And so I want to encourage you guys to think about what are the places in which the muse speaks to you? What are the places in which creativity finds you? And for me... Anytime I'm off-center, I'm kind of crowded out by noise, and I need to find my internal signal, I go to nature. Deep nature affords me the creative inspiration and brings me back to the vessel that enables me to receive the ideas that want to be born through me. So in the example, for example, of Global Citizen, I wouldn't say that that was any one person's idea or that you know it was egoically attached, etc. What I would say is it was a vision that wanted to be realized. Now, we aligned ourselves with incredible humans that could help foster a seemingly impossible vision and shepherd it to reality. But in part, for me at least, in sharing my experience, it was opening myself to be a vessel to receive the information that wanted to move through me, that wanted to live through me. And then it was committing, even though it scared me, committing to a path 
that I had no idea how to get to the other side of. And I think that many of our greatest creative challenges and our greatest creative realizations come on the other side of that declarative commitment. And so I talked a little bit about commitment yesterday, but I think there's something in some ways even more foundational, and that is allow yourself to be a vessel. Know the ways in which creativity speaks to you and develop practices that enable you to get back into that place. So for me, first and foremost, it's getting out into nature. Um, but other centering practices I find to be extremely helpful to maintaining my creative input and output. Meditation, journaling on a, on a daily basis. Um, having people that I can confide in and share some of my deeper insights, some of my, whether it be insecurities, some of my ideologies, someone that will push back and give you feedback. To me, that's also a beautiful way to move through the, the noise of life and step back into signal. So I want to encourage you guys to really find a way to have your centering places and practices that enable you to receive the creative muse. Uh, I also want to encourage you to read a couple of different books that have really served me in life. One is The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, incredible book about the creative process. And he talks about this notion of the muse and resistance. And resistance are all the ways in which we get in our own way of our creative output. The Artist Way by Julia Cameron, which details a whole process around morning pages and artist dates and creating a context uh, in which the, the creativity that wants to live through us can emerge. Um, those two books would be great starting points. Um, I also want to encourage you as you move through this, this is going to sound a little bit basic, but one of the other lessons I learned is write it down. And that, that comes to both the insights that come to us um, in the form of plans. Like I wrote out a six-point plan, a vision that came to me, and then I was more easily uh, able to share it. But also get your agreements in writing. One of the biggest lessons I learned was when you're moving quickly, it's really tempting to just trust and go on verbal agreements. Um, but probably... Not probably. One of the biggest mistakes of my life was not getting certain agreements in writing. Because as you move through, things shift. People shift. Success brings uh, challenges. Uh, failure brings challenges. The journey brings challenges. And if we don't have clear and codified agreements in writing, uh, I have found that it can be very, very challenging. So I also want to encourage you in your path and process to really develop a beautiful relationship with the written word, both in your morning pages and how you, uh, you know, have a relationship with yourself, through the written word, but also the way in which you codify and communicate and build bridges with others through the written word. That was another huge lesson for me. The other lesson that I want to share with you guys is know who your people are. 
right? And be very careful about who you invite into your inner circle. Now, when you're building a big vision, there's a huge tendency to want to uh, invite everyone that wants to help. Um, and, and, and there is a virtue to that. You have to move quickly, uh, etc. But you also know that a thorn in the side, one, for lack of a better term, bad egg, can cost you tremendously. And so you really want to be careful about how you enroll people and who you allow into the inner sanctum, so to speak, of your vision. Because that, that close-knit team and the harmony and ability to execute is so central. And you really want to make sure that the people that are in your inner, in your inner sanctum, that are in your you know, close-knit crew, are people both you feel comfortable working with but also people you deeply trust. Someone said to me once, I don't work with anyone that I wouldn't want to be stuck in an airport with uh, overnight. And I think that's an interesting uh, you know, thermostat to, to think about our relationships. But really, there's, there's no greater leverage, in my opinion, for our great success than who we surround ourselves with. But there's also no greater derailer you know, someone who is uh, who is a naysayer, who is negative, who is a, you know, forgive me for the quantitative, but like a B or C level player will will bring other people in the team down as opposed to lifting them up. I, I think what you want in developing and executing on your dream and this analogy may not resonate with everyone, but is the SEAL Team 6. In other words, you want operators who have tremendous competency, where one man or woman has the skill of 10-plus people. And I like to go light and lean, but with people I really trust that have profound commitment and skill set. Because inevitably, you will be presented with challenges. I remember one week in building our first festival, we lost a million bucks in business model, and we needed to raise a million bucks in a week and we had a potential uh, headliner pulling out. So you can imagine, I mean, if we weren't actually in the midst of this vision, it would have seemed impossible to pivot and pull that out because any one of those obstacles seem impossible. But because we were all so profoundly committed and had already tested our resolve, we knew that we would figure out a way to get it done. And I think that's the benefit you know, again, using that sort of SEAL team analogy, no, no one's left behind. You know that you are working with people who are committed to the core, that are have your back. That's another essential distinction, right? Make sure the people you are working with have your back. And I have learned both the benefit and also learned the hard way when people don't have your back and the benefit of when people do have your back. So really, really consider who are the people that are going to help you rise and execute exponentially. Who is your SEAL Team 6, so to speak? And who are the people who may be a thorn in your side and may keep, you know, they say all ships rise, but all ships can sink too if you're not careful. So I just wanted to leave a quick episode that continued on some of the thoughts um, 
these are these are another few of the principles that I have realized. One, finding your way back to center. Know, know the way in which the muse wants to move through you, to speak through you. And find your practices, your places that enable you to quiet yourself so that you can hear that voice of the muse. Secondly, get into a beautiful relationship with the written word in terms of your own journaling process and in terms of the agreements that you create with others. And third, be very, very careful about the people you invite into your inner sanctum, into your inner group. Make sure that those are people that are aligned to the larger vision and be very, very careful about, of course, you can invite people into the tent at large and see how they fit, see if there's resonance. But be very careful about who you bring into the innermost sanctum because your results, your health, uh, your well-being, and the creative vision itself will depend on the integrity of that group. Hope you guys found value in today's episode. If you did, please feel free to share it. Uh, also, really appreciate a rating and review on Apple or Spotify. And I'm committed to this process. So any way in which I can provide value to you over the course of the next 30 days or beyond, please feel free to message me at Michael Trainer. Uh, I am committed to this being a valuable platform. I do not take you guys for granted. I so appreciate your time and the time that you spend listening. I'm sending you so much love, and I look forward to talking with you guys tomorrow. <laughs>